Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus and we thank you for inviting us to your table. Thank you for this opportunity to be able to be reminded of the gospel even before we partake of the bread and the cup. We we pray that you'd minister to our souls through this means of grace that you will remind us of what Christ did for us so that we would rejoice in it as your people and that we would be refreshed uh, <clears throat> and where sin may have wanted to oppress us that it may be vanquished and that your name may be glorified in our lives. Help us now as we consider this whole matter of the Lord's Supper. May your name be glorified in our midst. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Turn with me to the Gospel of John. John chapter 7. John chapter 7. I'm going to read from verse 25 to verse 39. And then we will consider verse 37. John chapter 7. Some of the people of Jerusalem therefore said, is not this the man whom they seek to kill? And here he is, speaking openly. And they say nothing to him. <clears throat> Can it be that the authorities really know that this is the Christ? But we know where this man comes from. And when the Christ appears, no one will know where he comes from. So Jesus proclaimed, as he taught in the temple, You know me. And you know where I come from. But I have not come of my own accord. He who sent me is true. And him you do not know. I know him. For I come from him. And he sent me. So they were seeking to arrest him. But no one laid a hand on him. Because his hour had not yet come. Yet many of the people believed in him. They said, When the Christ appears... Will he do more signs than this man has done? The Pharisees heard the crowd muttering these things about him, and the chief priests and the Pharisees sent officers to arrest him. Jesus then said, I will be with you a little longer, and then I am going to him who sent me. You will seek me, and you will not find me. Where I am, you cannot come. They just said to one another, Where does this man intend to go, that we will not find him? Does he intend to go to the dispersion among the Greeks and teach the Greeks? What does he mean by saying, you will seek me and you will not find me, and where I am, you cannot come? On the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. Now this he said about the Spirit, 
whom those who believed in Jesus were to receive. Were to receive. For as yet the Spirit had not been given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. We are uh, simply uh, considering verse 37, <clears throat> uh, or shortly, and um, the reminder there is that all who are thirsty, they are to come and drink the water of life. In verse 37 there we read, On the last day of the feast, the, that, the great day, Jesus stood up and cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. I submit to you that anyone includes you. Uh, <clears throat> uh, that word anyone there, Stephen Lawson says, means anyone. It, it means anybody. It means whoever. Um, and you are seated around this table this afternoon because you are anyone. And you're not just uh, anyone, but you are the anyone who thirsts. You're the anyone who is thirsty, who is going to die of thirst if you do not come to Christ. And so you're seated here because you have come to Christ and he has quenched your thirst. The Bible there says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. And Jesus is speaking in this way uh, uh, and he's politely saying, all of you are thirsting. All of you are hungry. All of you are in need. And because of that, then you are to come. Come unto me. In chapter 6 and verse 37, he says, all that the Father gives me will come to me. And whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. So, so, so Jesus is, is, as it were, here repeating himself. He's saying, um, if anyone is thirsty, or rather because you are thirsty, you are to come to him and drink. In chapter 4, there's that discourse with the uh, Samaritan woman. And he says in, in, uh, in, verse, in verse 13, Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Those who are in Christ are not thirsty anymore. Are you thirsty? It's because you are not in Christ. Are you hungry? It's because you are not in Christ. And as we were considering this morning, are you at enmity with God? Are you not at peace? It's because you have not come to Christ. Now, I'd like you to see how merciful Christ is in, in that verse 37 there. When he says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Jesus Christ is opening his arms. He's saying that anyone can, can come to him. Anyone who uh, feels the need to come to him, let them come. Now, you may not feel your need to come to him, but I submit to you that you must feel your need to come to Christ. 
if the thirst that you have must be quenched. If you have a hardened heart, Jesus Christ is, is not begging you to come to him. Jesus Christ is commanding you to come to him. Now, he is mercifully commanding. And we know that it is out of his mercy that he is commanding us because there is still time. There is still chance. We are seated here because we have heeded to the call of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the mercy that he has granted us, and we have come. So see his mercy there. It says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. It's not only his mercy. I'd like you to see that there is also the responsibility of the sinner to drink. The Lord Jesus Christ is not going to drag you uh, with, with your whole self to come to him. He commands you to come and you have to come. Because he says, uh, he says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He's not going to drink for you. He's not going, going to come for you. He's not going to uh, uh, repent on your behalf. And we who are seated around this table know that. We know that with the call comes the effectual application of it. So that God gives us the grace and the strength to come. To drink. Um, so then he says there, if anyone fasts, let him come to me and drink. Then we are told there that whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. And, and, and that's because they have come to the fountain of life. That's because, that's because they have believed upon him who is the water of life. Him who is giving this kind of water that when you drink the water that Christ gives, you will never be thirsty again. You will never be at enmity with God. You will never, uh, God will never forsake you. God will never leave you unless you leave him. And so he says there that whoever believes they have this out of their heart a flow a flowing river of living water uh, that which uh, that which is a fountain that will never end that which is a hope that flows into eternity a dependence upon him that will never fade <clears throat> now I'd like to ask you a question there before you you take the the bread and the cup. Are you continuously hoping upon Christ? Because when we come to the table, that's what we are saying. We are saying that we are continuously hoping upon Christ, depending upon him, looking unto him, remembering of what he did <clears throat> for us to have this heart that will flow rivers of living water. We are remembering that. What are you constantly hoping in? 
and it is my trust that we are seated here because we are constantly trusting upon Christ, right? We are constantly depending upon him for our day-to-day lives. This means of grace should remind us of what Christ did and it should strengthen us to continue living for Christ. Now, to forsake this is to forsake that confession. Because Jesus says, this do in remembrance of me. This do so that you may be strengthened. This do so that you may examine yourself. This do so that you may continue to have that heart that flows rivers of living water. So that you may continue to have that abundance of that cold drink which you will never thirst again. That's why we are here this afternoon. Because we are depending upon the Lord Jesus Christ in all his perfection. Because we have come to him, we who are thirsty, we who are hungry, we who are needy. When we come here, we are saying we are needy. We are in need. Help us. When we come here, we are saying, thank you, Lord, for what you did for our sake. Thank you, Lord, for what you accomplished. And because Jesus accomplished this, because this is his supper, his command, the Christian does it gladly, joyfully, with a broken heart. Because a broken and a contrite heart, God will not despise. Right? It's that proud heart that God rejects. But that broken and a contrite heart comes to the table and says, Lord, you saved me, keep me. Sustain me. Strengthen me to continue with the journey. And that's why when we come then, we examine ourselves. We do not come as though we are sinless. We come as those whose thirst has been quenched but who never, never, ever uh, lack to feel their need for Christ. That's why we are here this afternoon. Heavenly Father, thank you that the Lord Jesus Christ is um, the water of life, that he has that drink that when we drink, we will never thirst again. Lord, we pray that you may help us to continue to depend upon him. Even as we take the bread and the cup, we pray that you would remind us that that he is our Lord. We pray that you would remind us of what he did upon that cross. When he says anyone who thirsts should come to him, he's saying this because He's our peace. He's the one that has lived the perfect life that we couldn't. Died the death that we deserved. Rose again and is now seated at your right hand. And so when he says, uh, uh, those who thirst are to come to him, he's essentially proclaiming peace to us, preaching that peace to us who are far off and telling us, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Help us Lord to come with this attitude knowing that we are sinners who have only been saved by grace, so that as we partake of the bread and uh, 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 drink of the cup, 
that you would be glorified in our doing so. Please lead us in this, for we pray and ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen.